Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Nat. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? Well, I am super pumped up today. What? <laughs> Sorry, yes, I we... Have- I've you know, I'm pumped up because we got a special co-host here with us, right? Your yeah. your your pup, your dog. Yep. <laughs> All right, huh? What's your dog's name? Bryn. B R Y N. All right, and uh, German Shepherd, I see uh, from that yep. standpoint. Very low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know, it's, you get dogs, and uh, you're much braver than I. I could not have my dog uh, on a podcast because. Uh, he'd probably crawl up into my lap. He's just, uh, he's a high maintenance <laughs> dog, but uh, he's at doggy daycare uh, when we're doing these kind of things. So yeah, that's, that's a good excellent. idea. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited for today because we have an old friend. Uh, we have Shirley Cafton today and Shirley is with Fran Fund and we've had her on before, but I thought we'd bring her back because we want to find out what's going on with funding uh, in terms of financial resources for people looking to invest in a franchise. So welcome, Shirley. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me back. It's really fun to be here again. I had a great time last time, so I have high expectations. I hope that you're ready. Oh, boy. Lots of pressure for sure uh, from a standpoint. So it has been a while. I always love your posters in the back of in your, your scenery. <laughs> so tell us, what, what is the story behind those posters? So I, uh, you know, get a lot of pleasure in life from music and live music specifically. Uh, so, you know, I try to get out there and go see different concerts. I like festivals, you know, get out there for a few days and really get engulfed in it all. Um, so sometimes when I'm working and talking about funding, I can pretend that I'm actually at a concert somewhere. <laughs> all right. So you're right now pretending you're at a concert. That's right. We're doing this at Bonnaroo currently. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're pretending you're at a concert <laughs> and not with us. Right. So, okay. Excellent. So you, how long have you been with Fran Fund? I'm actually approaching my 10-year anniversary in just a couple weeks here. Holy cow. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and you've been with Fran Fund for 10 years, and they're an amazing company. What makes Fran's Fund so special? You know, people have many different options to fund their business, to work with uh, business partners, funding partners. What makes Fran Fund so special? I really think a lot of it stems from the fact that we are about a 98% referral-driven organization. We're not out there doing a bunch of advertising and in order to not just survive, but to be really successful and, you know, uh, deliver an exceptional service, you have to be able to continue to have those referrals coming in. And that only happens if people are happy with the experience that they've had with us. So, you know, on some levels, funding is funding, right? SBA loans are SBA loans. And some of the other programs we'll talk about might be government regulated. They sort of are what they are, but I think it's the way that it's delivered and even just the support on an ongoing basis. We really view our role as not just a funding provider, but a professional partner for the folks that we're helping. And so, you know, I think that experience makes a big difference. Yeah. And I know you're a big part of that, right? Because you take people through the journey of figuring out, hey, what are all my options to fund uh, from that standpoint? And then you kind of help them through to be able to to achieve that or or get the funds that they need. 
Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And it's a big deal. You know, this is a big deal, right? When people are making these decisions and gathering the data, my role, I feel, is really important because I need to be able to provide good, solid data for folks to make good, solid decisions with, right? So as much as we have fun and make it a a pleasurable experience, it's also really important work that we're doing here. And, you know, we take it seriously. Yeah. So when we talk about funding a business, there are many different options or combination of options we can use to fund our business, right? So tell me, from a friend fund standpoint, what's your number one source people use to fund their business? I would say we're probably pretty neck and neck on any given day. You know, one might raise a bit above the other, but the two most common sources that I see folks using would be one, debt for the business. So that's going to be a traditional SBA loan from a bank. And we can certainly talk a bit more about, you know, what they look like, right? Different characteristics, but Mm -hmm. that's certainly a very common, very popular option today. The other one, while it's very common and very popular, a lot of folks aren't even aware that it exists until we start to dive into it a bit more. But there is a non-debt, non-borrowing option that a lot of folks take advantage of. It's called the rollover for business startup, or you'll hear the acronym ROBS, right? R-O-B-S with this program, but it allows folks to access retirement money without paying income taxes, without paying early withdrawal penalties. And that money can be invested into their new business, um, you know, again, without creating debt, without any tax consequence. So those I would say are the two most common strategies, but to your point, there are others out there that, you know, can be a really good fit for one business or another. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I hear people talking more about is using lines on their equity portfolio, right? Because they, they don't want to sell their stocks right now because of where the value is, but they want to leverage that capital. And so you can take a line out on your equity portfolio and essentially leverage that capital without having to sell your your equities. That's exactly right. So they generally do not include the value of qualified retirement assets in the calculation, right? So we sort of subtract out 401ks or IRAs, but brokerage account, you know, non-retirement investment portfolio, you're absolutely right. I work with a lot of folks as well that are working with their current broker or advisor with whatever financial firm those investments are sitting with today to leverage against them rather than having to liquidate them. The other personal line of credit that I am seeing a lot of folks utilize is a home equity line of credit. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the last, what, 18 months here, home values have certainly increased. And I think there are a lot of folks that have ended up with a bit more equity right now than, you sure. know, they otherwise thought they would have had. So that's been a really popular personal borrowing option as well. Yeah. So when you think about this, I mean, with interest rates going up, people are looking at SBA loans and going, wow, the rates are actually climbing. They're, they're getting higher, right? So as we talk about things like doing an equity line, a home equity uh, you know, line, or a portfolio line, or even uh, from a standpoint with the ROBS, you're taking frozen capital in my eyes, where I can't get those retirement dollars until I hit the age of retirement, mm-hmm. or I can't really leverage the asset of my house from a standpoint, it's, you know, because it's all frozen there, or even my equity account. So those three ways are a way in which you can tap frozen assets to fund your business. I think folks, when we start to dive into our consultation, right, and really understand what does your current financial situation look like, there's a greater understanding of, hey, wait, I think I have more access to capital than I thought, right? Because to your point, in normal life, those assets are kind of frozen, they're tied up. 
but there are good, solid, creative ways to get access to those funds so that you can, you know, reinvest and do something a little different with them. Yeah, because most people think that I've got to have $300,000 in cash to invest in a franchise, and that's just not the case. But you can tap or leverage these, these assets. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about today's environment, right? So we got interest rates that are going up. Uh, the, the Fed is trying to slow down the economy. Uh, we could argue about that and the way in which they're doing it, but so be it. So as we talk about the lending environment, because I always say, you know, we've come off of a period of time that we had a lot of access to capital. Like if you wanted capital, it wasn't like in 2008 where you just couldn't get capital. You, you can get a lot of capital. So tell me today, like SBA loans, is are they still available and a lot of capital available there? Yes, it is not like 2008 today. Uh, you know, there is a lot of capital available. In fact, we're seeing more and more banks start to work with startup businesses, I think, especially in the franchise world, right? When they understand the support that the franchisor brings to the table, they get less hung up on things like the candidate having industry specific experience. Um, so, yes, I mean, the reality is there is money out there to be lent. Banks are actively lending you know, it's been really encouraging because even with changes to interest rates and the economy, right, just things in general, we've not seen a big tightening or a big squeeze on candidate requirements or on banks saying, hey, wait, I don't like that business anymore, right? I only like these businesses. So, you know, we're feeling very encouraged here and continue to be able to help more and more people with more and more opportunities, you know, obtain right. these loans. So you're not you're not seeing any of these financial institutions starting to pull back. I mean, they're out there and actually probably trying to increase their portfolio out there, uh, putting they, money in play. They really are, and I mean, don't get me wrong; they've not made it easier for folks to get loans than it has yeah. been in the last eighteen months, right? So we're yeah. not seeing any big swings that way either. Yeah. But the requirements are generally pretty reasonable. And yeah. so continuing forward with those same qualifications and requirements, to your point, there's just more and more business being done in the lending world. Yeah. And to be clear, with an SBA loan, the SBA is not producing the loan. All they're doing is backing the financial institution. Is that correct? That's right. So from a structure perspective, the money is going to come from a traditional bank or lending institution. It goes in the name of the business, the C-Corp, the S-Corp, the LLC. Now, the individuals will be required to sign a personal guarantee. So that's that's one I would say maybe misnomer about SBA loans. There's still some personal risk involved here, right? Yeah, We're sure. responsible as individuals for paying that loan back if the business cannot. But then the federal government steps in and signs a secondary guarantee for the bank that says, if it is impossible for the business or the individual to make those payments, the government does then reimburse the bank, typically for up to 75%. Okay. So when folks talk about business loans specifically, they're almost exclusively talking SBA loans because the banks have just become really dependent on that government guarantee. Sure. Yeah. And when we talk about like a conventional loan, a lot of times you have to have industry experience or it's got to be an existing business. It's It would be hard to get a conventional loan for a, a new franchise in, investment. That's exactly the case because the banks know that they can get the SBA guarantee, so they will want to. You know, it's not really a scenario where we walk into a bank and they say, hey, here's our SBA loan offering and here's our non-SBA loan offering. It would be more of a situation where they would say, here's our SBA loan offering or we are not interested in moving forward, you know, is sort of the reality there. 
Got it. And do you see more financial institutions, like we talked about the equity line, your portfolio line on non-retirement or uh, qualified dollars? Is, is it from the standpoint, are you seeing more of that in today's world where more people are leveraging a line on their equity accounts? I wouldn't say that I'm seeing more of that. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. But I think one advantage that the SBA loan can often have is depending on how much equity we have in the real estate or depending on the true size of that investment portfolio, the SBA loan could get us further. We may have more borrowing power, the ability to get access to more money through the SBA loan than we would through a home equity line of credit or against, you know, portfolio backed line of credit. Um, So that's one that really will vary based on personal financial situation, but also based on the need for capital, not only today, but what does our growth plan look like? Are we opening three locations of this business over the next three years? Are we happy with one? You know, really making sure that we're prepared on all sides. Yeah. I mean, when you need capital, you're too late, right? You get capital while you can get it. And then when you need it, it's there. uh, Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Okay. And people can use a combination of these things. Right. So I can do an SBA loan and then I can also do the ROPS to fund my down for my my SBA loan. Absolutely. In fact, that's really common because, you know, to your point, SBA lenders do not lend out 100 percent of the startup cost. There's going to be some capital that has to come from the borrower, you know, skin in the game, for lack of a better term. And so there are a lot of folks that will access retirement dollars to satisfy the liquidity requirements that will come along with the SBA loan and then go get the SBA loan for the rest. We also have a lot of folks lately that we're helping with a commercial fleet funding strategy, basically a commercial leasing program. It's pretty specific to, you know, trucks, vans, trailers with bolted on equipment, those associated expenses. But if we're using the rollover program or a line of credit against our investment portfolio to cover franchise fees or marketing and advertising and wages, and if the only other real need for capital we have is, you know, trucks, trailers, equipment, that sort of combination is really common as well. Yeah. And it, there's some real advantages to when you're doing that kind of that lead, or I guess it'd be funding for the capital equipment. There, there's some advantages to programs like that. Is that correct? There are. They oftentimes will have lower costs than SBA loans will. It is sort of a lease to own program for the most part. So while it is a lease, there's a buyout at the end, right, where you ultimately end up with the vehicles and the equipment. Um, They're oftentimes faster than SBA loans as well. So again, especially if your need for, uh, you know, to open your business is to get a trailer with equipment ordered and there's a two to three month lag time on that, speed makes a difference, right, in terms of when you can open and be operational. So, you know, we really see, we might have two people moving forward with the exact same franchise, but they could use completely different funding strategies just based on what makes the most sense for them. And that's what you do, right? And FranFund does is you help people figure out what's the best combination of resources to fund the business. That's exactly right. And the reality is we don't facilitate home equity lines of credit in-house, right? We don't facilitate a portfolio backed line of credit in-house. However, our first priority is to help folks identify the best solution. If the best solution is a product we facilitate, we want to be there to help with it. But, you know, that's really what our initial conversations are all about is let's understand what the menu looks like so that we can develop the best path forward. Yeah. What I always tell people is you teach them 
about all their different options. And down the line, you try to earn their business. Like if they're going to do an SBA loan, they should absolutely use you guys because you're really good at that. Or if we're going to do the ROPS, you're one of the few companies that I think really do it right, uh, in my opinion. And so that's the benefit is that you teach people, you give them all their options. And then if they have certain needs, you can help them with those. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Because again, it just goes back to the fact that we recognize these are big, important decisions that people are making. You know, Fran Fund was founded by a former franchisee, you know, a, a veteran in the franchisor world as well, with the distinct purpose of connecting aspiring business owners to the capital that they need to be successful. Um, so, you know, our priority is always getting the best data, the best information out there, you know, to make strong decisions. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that 98% referral rate right? That your customers come from referrals. So you certainly help people identify what all your options are. You help them if they are going to do an SBA loan, or if they're going to do the ROPS, you're really good at helping them with that. But the idea with this is that you also then have an ongoing relationship with them going you know, past that. And mm -hmm. I suspect that has a lot to do with your high referral rate, right? People are happy and they're referring you. Yes. And they're coming back to us more than once, right? Hey, I'm opening my second location. Hey, I'm now looking at a completely different business this time around. What kind of funding could we consider? And, you know, again, I think that does just come back to the experience side of it that they know that they can trust us to help identify the right data, you know, to get to the right decision point. When we do facilitate the ROBS program, that 401k rollover strategy, there's a true real retirement plan that gets created with that program. And so we are the third party administrator on an ongoing basis to not only just provide general support, but to very importantly, make sure that folks are staying in compliance with the yeah. IRS or the Department of Labor, right? Making sure that they can really focus on operating their businesses because things are well handled as far as the retirement yeah. plan is concerned. Yeah. So that's really yeah. where we focus, you know, let them focus on opening the business, making it operational, making it strong. We'll make sure that things are safe and sound on the other side. And that's your expertise, right? You guys have a proven record in regards to helping people manage that compliance, because if you mess up that compliance, it can be a really painful uh, financial experience for people, right? You so you want to go. I mean, knock on wood, you know, we've been providing the service for over 16 years. We've never had a plan disqualified, you know, no corrective action items to pursue. So we have a very, very healthy track record there. And I think that's, you know, part of our success is that we focus just as heavily on compliance as we do on experience. And so sure. if both of those things are superior. People tend to be pretty happy. Yeah. So, all right. Look at that crystal ball right in front of you, right? Rub it a little bit and tell me, where do you see kind of funding as we go, get ready to go into 2023? Tell me where you see the industry going. You know, I suspect that we will continue to see strength in lending, right? I don't think we're going to see a bunch of banks falling out of the wheelhouse, right? And saying, ah, never mind, we don't want to do this anymore. Um, especially because we're doing a good job of pre-approving the right people, right? And making sure that folks are well-prepared, uh, both in terms of having a credible conversation about their business plan, but also financially. So, you know, I think that because of the experience and the relationships we've developed and built there, I don't really see anything sort of dropping out or, uh, you know, loans that we could do two months ago not being possible two months from now, right? I don't anticipate that. So 
again, I don't anticipate a big loosening up on requirements that, you know, all you need is a 600 credit score and $10,000, sure. right? Don't expect that. <laughs> but, but but the funds are going to still be available because we see franchising continuing to boom into 2023 easily. I mean, franchising is booming now, but I think it's even going to be stronger next year based on what's happening with some of these companies where they're laying off senior level executives and these executives are in their middle 50s in many cases. And uh, they're getting kind of thrown out into the world and they're looking at franchising as a potential path uh, for their next I'm step. I'm also talking with a lot of people who aren't necessarily in that spot yet, but are seeing so many of their peers there that it's sort of a preemptive strike, right? What can I put in place now so that should that happen to me, it's not quite so painful. So, I mean, I tend to agree with you that I think, you know, it's been a very busy year. It's been a fantastic year for Fran Fund. And the way that this year is ending, even, you know, if that's any indication, I think that 2023 is going to be really strong as well. You know, lots of opportunity for folks that are ready to take advantage of it. Yeah. And many people that Nat and I talk to, it's really about creating career and income security uh, from that standpoint. So if the a company messes with them or even creating a supplemental income, right? They're, they're smart yeah. enough to know that, hey, listen, I'm going to need multiple different types of income and maybe something that can help fund my retirement. Uh, you know, an income as I go into retirement and maybe not ceasing to work, but doing something they enjoy. Yeah. And all right. that all counts, right? It's not just about the exact replacement of income, but it's also where am I spending my life? Where am I spending my time? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right now, I'd like to be somewhere warmer, but that's a whole nother story. Hey, come on out to Arizona. We've got room for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. All, all my neighbors have moved south. It's just, it's scary. Okay. <laughs> so personal side here, uh, I always got to ask what is your favorite book? Favorite book? Maybe I need to do some updating because it's been my favorite book for decades, but The Catcher in the Rye really stands out. Number one still for me. All right. We all read that in high school, didn't we? <laughs> right. Uh, so, I, that's yeah, what I'm that's saying. I think book. I might need yeah. to do some updating. <laughs> uh, all right. Very good. Very good. Well, I got a book called Hire Yourself uh, that, you know, certainly might be, uh, you could hopefully become a new favorite for you. So maybe uh, I'll send you a copy of that so that. Uh, <laughs> it's 1.5 on the list. It's right uh, there. I'm sure it is. Right. And if you have problems sleeping, it will also help you sleep. So uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the best advice anybody's ever given you? Best advice anybody's ever given me when I was younger was to stay out of my own way so that if I don't immediately recognize it, I can still take advantage of opportunities that other people recognize for me. Uh, and so I, that has been helpful, right? And I think it helped me at a young age get pretty far pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, because you have mentors, right? And listen to the people that know more around you and make sure you're never the smartest person in the room and you're yeah, going to do yeah. okay moving forward. I think that's absolutely right. We need to surround ourselves with people that elevate us from a standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why, you know, I hang out with Nat. He just elevates me. So uh, <laughs> he, he keeps, keeps me in line or something like that. So that's why I hang out with Nat's dog. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to have a special guest uh, in the podcast taping and we're very appreciative uh, of uh, the dog joining us today. All right. <laughs> So with that, Shirley, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to reconnect with a friend and find out what's going on in the in the funding or financing world. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. My expectations were met. I had a great time again. So I appreciate you having me here. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode 
please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.